Welcome to the SportsCapping.com podcast with free handicapping advice, odds insights, picks, and predictions to help you beat the sports book. And now your hosts, Jack Jones and Brandon Lee. It's your host, Jack Jones, with the SportsCapping.com free pick podcast. It's Tuesday, March 23rd. Brandon Lee will be joining me shortly to give out four free picks for you guys. We'll have uh, two free picks in the NBA for Wednesday, March 24th, using Tuesday's opening lines. We'll also each give you a sweet 16 pick for Saturday in the NCAA tournament. We went just 1-3 and three on our round of 64 picks last week. I went 0-2. I lost on Virginia Tech as a pick against Florida. The Hokies led the way most of the way in that game, but eventually lost to Florida in overtime. Uh, I also lost on Georgetown plus five against Colorado. That one wasn't even close as Colorado won 96-73. Buffalo shot 61% as a team and 64% from three-point range, making 16 of 25 attempts. The Hoyas never stood a chance as Colorado put forth their best performance of the entire season. It's unfortunate I uh, picked two losers for you guys because my premium clients know I had a monster week, and that's just how it goes. Um, Brandon, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, Hopefully you enjoyed the first couple rounds of the NCAA tournament as much as I did with all those upsets. I mean, it was the most upsets in the history of the first two rounds of the big dance. Uh, uh, Pure mayhem, huh? What do you think? Yeah, it's been pretty chaotic. I mean, I don't if you could have put an over under of two combined big 10 and big 12 teams in the sweet 16, I I think people would be shocked. Uh, I think a lot of people lost a lot of money on that over under. I mean, that's just, it's hard to believe when, you know, you go, you go all season long. These are the two best and one by one, they just keep going down. So it's been crazy. And we kind of, you know, maybe thought that could be the case with COVID and how this, you know, entire season has played out. Yeah, it was nice only getting uh, one game canceled there, VCU, um, against Oregon. Um, had a big play on Oregon, so I was kind of disappointed to see that. But, um, yeah, for the most part, we've gotten through it uh, pretty uh, fortunate, so honestly. Far, so good, yeah. Yeah, hopefully it stays that way, though. Um, yeah, please uh, recap your uh, two picks uh, in the round of 64 for the listeners. Yeah, I split uh, the two that I had. I cashed a winner on Arkansas minus eight and a half. Uh, they won the game 85-68 against Colgate. It didn't really look good early, uh, but it was only just a matter of time before the Razorbacks imposed their will and took control of that game. Uh, as for my other pick on UConn minus three, uh, it was you know kind of like your Georgetown play. It just was not, never really a chance because the other team just shot so so well. I mean. They they only lost the game sixty three to fifty four, but they shot thirty two point three percent and gave up 50, over fifty percent. Um, you know, I, I still think Maryland was a fraud. We kind of saw that in their next game, so it, it was just you're going to have that. What some if team shoots that well in in a game like that, it's just not a lot you can do. Yeah, for sure. Nice call on Arkansas, man. That was my biggest play of the first couple rounds or the first. Uh, of the round of 64 and it was just probably the most fun game to watch just because of the fact that they were down 14 they go on that 17-0 run before half take a three-point lead and then end up dominating the second half to win by 17 that was it was just fun to watch that turnaround from Arkansas there and uh reality set in for them a little bit yeah definitely a lot of good in play uh opportunities in that game yeah there were yeah there were for sure if uh if you guys are in dating play for sure i do it every once in a while you know if i'm watching a game and think a team's gonna make a run um 
that makes us uh, twenty-one and seventeen through ten uh, free pick podcasts this hoop season after a one and three week. Fourteen and nine in the last six weeks. Brandon's ten and nine. I'm eleven and eight. Uh, we're fifty-four and forty-two. Fifty-six point three percent winners on the hoops free pick podcast the last three seasons. Bet a thousand dollars per game, you'll be up seventy-eight hundred over the last three years. And uh, as mentioned before, my premium picks have been crushing it this year. Uh, 136 and 81 run last 49 days 63 percent winner 16 straight premium cards of 500 or better since march 7th uh 216 and 143 nba run last 359 60 percent winners including a 21 and 5 nba run the last 10 days uh 79 and 56 college basketball run last 135 59 percent winners uh brandon have you stayed hot as well let the listeners know how your premium picks are doing man yeah, congrats, man. I've been doing well, not as well as you, but I'll take it. Uh, 93-71, 57% over the last 39 days. I am currently the number ranked or four ranked uh, college basketball handicapper for the entire season of 2020-21. Uh, I got nice long-term runs and short-term, 57% of my last 197 on college basketball, 59-38, over my last 97 uh, I've been 10 and 6 on NCAA tournament picks since the first round started. Uh, no, it don't seem like much. That is 63%. So, uh, no complaints here. And, uh, you know, again, uh, well done on uh, your tear on the hardwood. Yeah, for sure, man. It's been crazy. Uh, it's been mostly in the NBA, though. I know uh, you've had a much better college season than I have. That's awesome. You're in the top five there. I'm number two in the NBA this season. So, um, yeah, it's been good, man. I, I know it's been great for you, too. And, uh, yeah, if the if the listeners have signed up for uh, for our premium packs or basically over the last month or so, I mean, they're definitely up a lot of money if they combine both. For sure, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, we're just barely up on the podcast, but uh, you know, these are only a, a couple picks that we give out a week. Um, definitely, the premium picks are where it's at. So, sign up for those guys, and uh, we'll give you guys four free picks here this week. We got. Uh, We'll do our two sweet sixteen picks first for those of you that listen to the podcast later on in the week, and you don't have you don't that way you don't have to stick around for our two NBA picks for Wednesday, as you know they'll be they'll have already been off and and decided by then. Um, so Brandon, just start us off with your uh, sweet sixteen pick for Saturday. All right, I'm going to take uh, the over one thirty nine and uh, the sweet sixteen matchup out of the South region between number one seed Baylor and number five seed Villanova. I just think the total here should be pushing 150. Um, Baylor is a is a lethal offensive team. Um, they shot lights out in their first two games. They hit 11 threes against Hartford. Uh, eight, they were eight for 17 in their next game against Wisconsin, um, and they didn't play close to their best against the Badgers. And they still put up 76 points. And, and you know, Wisconsin's a team that really uglies games up. They make them a lot lower scoring than they most likely would be against other teams. And even that game uh, saw 139 combined points. I know Vanilla or Villanova ranks near the bottom of the, in the country and pace of play, but they are much, much better than Wisconsin on offense and not quite as good defensively. Um, and, you know, it, w- it was over a year ago that these two teams played on a neutral court in late November. Um, you can, take that for what you want as some people may not you know the different players different things but it's the same scheme same head coaches that game ended up 87 78 for a combined score of 165 the total in that game 139 
Uh, the overs cashed in 11 of Baylor's last 14 row games. When they face a team like Villanova who can shoot the ball well from the outside and average eight or more three-pointers per game, 11 of the four, last 14 have also gone over after 15-plus games when they face a good team that's outscoring opponents by four or more points per game. I, I really have a hard time seeing these two teams not getting uh, to 140. I think Baylor's just one of those offenses that can't be slowed down, and I think Villanova is a team that, you know, they want to play or slow, uh, but they're definitely a team that can speed it up and play fast as well. So give me the over 139. Yeah, this one stood out to me too, and I don't play a lot of college basketball totals. Uh, Baylor's the third most efficient offensive team in the country. They shoot the three ball better than any team in the land at 41.5%. Six different players make 40% or better from three-point range on their team. It's pretty remarkable, honestly. It's I don't know I don't know that we've ever seen this before. And uh, Villanova's weakness defensively has defended the three-pointer. They give up eight makes per game at a 35% clip. Uh, Wildcats just... Just seem to be doing fine offensively without calling Gillespie here, uh, the guy that they're missing. Uh, hung 84 on a good North Texas defense and uh, 73 on Winthrop. Also scored 71 against Georgetown in that Big East tournament. Uh, if they get to 70, this thing is going over. Um, that shouldn't be a problem as the Bears give, have given up uh, 68 or more points in nine of their last 11 games overall. Overs 11 and three in Baylor's last 14, including six and one in their last seven. I can definitely see why you're on the over in this game, Brennan. Yeah, and I just think it's one of those games where the metrics, you know, they 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 say the total should be that low, but if you just, you know, if you just look at the numbers and how they match up, and, and I think it really says a lot, you know, eighty seven seventy eight when these two teams played a year ago. I, I know it's not the same teams, but they're running the same offenses, the same defenses. I, it, it all to me adds up to a, a game that should be a lot higher scoring than what the number is. I think you've uncovered a gem there for sure, man. Um, I'm going to go with Oregon State plus six and a half against Loyola Chicago on Saturday. Uh, Oregon State's been one of the most underrated teams in the country since mid January. The Beavers are 17 3 and 1 against the spread the last 21 games overall, with 11 outright victories as underdogs. They dominated from start to finish. Pulled the 70-56 to 56 upset of Tennessee as 8.5-point dogs in the opening round. They led by as many as 18 against Oklahoma State, won 80-70 as 6-point dogs last round. And uh, they also pulled off three straight upsets against three of the best teams in the Pac-12 to win the conference tournament. They beat UCLA outright as 5.5-point dogs. Crushed Oregon by 11 as 8.5-point dogs and led basically the entire way against Colorado in the championship game for another outright win as 8.5-point dogs. And uh, now they're catching 6.5 here against Loyola Chicago. I'm not sure uh, what more this team needs to do to get some respect, uh, but they aren't getting it here, I don't think. Uh, Loyola Chicago goes from being a 7-point underdog to Illinois to a 6.5-point favorite against Oregon State. 13.5-point adjustment. I think it's too much. Of course, the Ramblers want to win this game, too, and keep advancing. But coming off such a huge upset victory against Illinois to bounce the, the first number one seed from the tournament, uh, and they're on an emotional high, it's going to be hard for them to get up as much for Oregon State as they were for Illinois, an in-state opponent where they were looked at as the little brother. Uh, they may they may very well win this game, but asking them to win by seven or more points to cover I think is asking too much. Uh, Oregon State 15-3 and against the spread in their last 18 games as an underdog. 11-1-1 against the spread of the last 13 games following a cover. Uh, Oregon State also a perfect 13-0 against the spread of the last 13 games after playing three consecutive games as an underdog. Team is just uh, on fire right now from three-point range. I mean, they have been for like a month. It's crazy. They're hitting like 45%, close to 45% um, over the last 
several games and uh, just playing with a ton of confidence right now, and I trust them to keep it rolling. Yeah, I've been on Oregon State a lot here of late, and I've won a bunch of money uh, in the process too. Nice. Uh, I'm just a little hesitant here um, against the Ramblers. I just didn't see anything fluky about Loyola Chicago's win over Illinois. I, I said on the podcast that I thought the F- Fighting Illini were the team to beat going into the tournament. So uh, that yeah, that game really was a shocker to me. And I just wonder if this Loyola team is a little bit better than people think. I mean, Kim Palm does have them ranked number nine in the country. Uh, in comparison, Oregon State is number 50. I think a lot of people feel the number is too high and that the value is with the Beavers. But according to Kim Palm, the spread here should be seven. I don't know if I'll end up be end up playing this game. I would probably lean the other way, uh, but I chances are I'm not going to get in front of this Oregon State band or uh, train that's been going on. So uh, it just scares me. So I will probably be a no play. Yeah, for sure. I know the metrics like Loyal Chicago Law, and obviously. They were underseated, underseated as an eight seed, but you know, I just, yeah, I'm just gonna keep riding that Oregon State train, and I know that's awesome. You've been on them too, and um, yeah, I just think Loyola Chicago's. I mean, they play at such a slow pace that when they're asked to lay points like this against good teams, I just, I don't trust them in this role. But I mean, I can see right. We'd have to get down to like four and a half, five for me to probably get involved. Mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah, I'm not saying Oregon State's going to win another one out right here, but I expect it to be close. All right, let's uh, go to the NBA here. What do you like in the NBA for uh, Wednesday? All right, I'm going to take the Sacramento Kings plus three and a half at home against the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, Sacramento just won three of four to close out a six-game road trip, and I, I like them to carry over that momentum to this game. Uh, despite an 18-25 and 25 record, the Kings are still very much in the playoff picture in the Western Conference. They're just three and a half games uh, back of Dallas for that 10th and final spot. You know, unless some big trade happens, uh, which is basically a concern here with any game that you play in the NBA over the next couple days, uh, I feel pretty good about the effort we're going to get from the Sacramento Kings in this one. I'm a lot more concerned about the Hawks showing up for this game. Atlanta just played the Lakers and Clippers uh, to open up their eight-game road trip. They beat the Lakers 99-94. Uh, but they fell 110-119 at the Clippers on Monday. Uh, it's hard to play two big games like that and to bring that same energy the next time out against an inferior opponent. Uh, that loss to the Clippers also snapped an eight-game winning streak. Uh, it's not as easy bouncing back from the first loss after a long winning streak. It doesn't mean it can't be done. I just A lot of teams struggle in that spot. I, I know the Kings are down Marvin Bagley. Uh, who started a lot of games from this year, but I'm not so sure they're not better without him. They're three and one over the last, their three and one stretch here has come after he went out. Uh, I think the starting five got better when they replaced Bagley with rookie Tyrese Halliburton. He's just, he's just as effective scoring the ball, if not better. I mean, he just had like 28 in their last game. He's a better three point shooter and also shoots more threes. Uh, his 3.3 assist to turnover ratio is the best of any player on the Kings that averages double digit minutes back Bagley's would be the second worst at 0.7. Uh, the Kings basically got two point guards out there with him and Fox. Um, you know, that, that's, ba- that's what he's listed at as a point guard and he's playing basically small forward right now. So, um, Hawks are one and four, one, four and one, their last six as a road favorite. I, I just, I think they've been playing really well and I think people are kind of into them right now but i just don't like the spot at all and uh i'll take the kings plus the points at home 
Yeah, I, I see this the same way. I mean, I think the Kings have turned a corner here, winning three of their last four, both straight up in a- ATS, and I just think it's a good time to sell high on the Hawks. Eight and one straight up, seven and two against the spread their last nine, just had their eight-game winning streak snapped. I agree 100%. I like fading teams who have long winning streaks snapped because they seemed the, the next game after because they seem to come out flat that next game. Um, so it's going to be Kings or Pass here for me too, Brandon. Yeah, I like it. Uh, the, I like what you mentioned there. The, it's just that you, know, you get that the winning streak going and then that the pressure builds up to keep it going and going. And so you're playing your hardest game after game. And then that you get that first loss and it's just it's kind of like a relief. And then it's just hard for them to get that energy back to where it was. No doubt. They're they're motivated to keep that streak going until, until it ends for sure. It's just a human – yeah, it's definitely a human nature thing. Right. There. Um I'm going to go with the Raptors plus one against the Nuggets. Uh, the Raptors should be highly motivated for a win on Wednesday. They've lost nine straight games coming into this game with the Denver Nuggets. Five of their last six losses came on the road. The only um, home game they covered in a three-point loss to the Jazz. Um, now they're back home here and just recently got three p- key players back from injury or COVID. Uh, Fred Van Vliet, Pascal Siakam, OG Ananobi, um, all back healthy now. Those three combined to average 54 points per game, so it's no wonder they struggle without them. Um, they face a Nuggets team that will be in a tough spot on Wednesday. The Nuggets will be, p- will be playing the second of a back-to-back here. Um, after playing in Orlando on Tuesday, it will also be the eighth game in 13 days for the Nuggets since returning from the All-Star break. Uh, the Nuggets are seven and seven, seventeen and one against the spread of the last twenty-five games against a team that wins less than forty percent of their games. Um, so they seem to play to their competition. Um, the Raptors are six and one against the spread of the last seven against a team with a winning record. They all they also seem to play the level of their competition. Um, Toronto nine and three against the spread of their last twelve games, playing on one day's rest. So uh, I think this is a spot where the Raptors end their losing streak and uh, beat the Nuggets. Yeah, I'm not going to disagree with you the way you're picking in the NBA right now. Uh, this is one I definitely lean Raptors. Only thing that scares me, and you know, this is basically like I mentioned earlier, it's every game. You're, you're kind of wondering about a lot of these teams and trades, and will Toronto trade Kyle Lowry between now and the deadline Thursday? It seems likely. Uh, could it be tomorrow before the game? It could, and I don't. Maybe the team reacts uh, in a bad way, seeing that you know they're to them that would make them feel like they're giving up on their season that's what scares me here but i definitely like the fact that toronto is getting all those guys back if it wasn't for that i think it's the raptors and it's a no-brainer but you know at the same time maybe the nuggets take this game off no matter what uh regardless if lowry gets traded or not they might see him getting traded as the raptors being you know an easier team to beat and so i yeah i'm with you here i just i don't know for sure if i'll be on it yeah, um, I don't even know where this line's going to go, you know, honestly. But I, I just basically had to pick them here. They just got to win, and uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see where this line goes. Um, kind of feels like COVID these next couple of days in the NBA, where you just, you know, there's going to be some trades happening, and there's going to be guys that get, you know, pulled 30 minutes before a game starts because a deal just got done or it's about to get done. So. It's kind of luck of the draw. It could work in your favor. It could work against you. For sure. It's that time of year where you just don't know for sure. Yeah, I don't – I mean, yeah, I definitely have heard the the trade rumors in Toronto and, you know, with this nine-game losing streak. But they still got a chance. As long as they can get into the dance, I mean, they got it. They think that – I'm sure they think they got a chance. they were playing great there for a while. They were. They were. And then 
COVID struck. But, yeah, they've yep. had those guys back for a few games and still lost to some bad teams. But I think back home here um, seems like a good spot for right. them. So we'll see. I'll be rooting for it. <laughs> All right. All right, Brandon, thanks for coming on. Enjoy the Sweet 16, man. And please give the, the listeners your Twitter handle before you bounce out so uh, they can follow you for some more free picks. Yeah, you can find me uh, at B. Lee Sports Picks. All right. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at BetFirmsJack. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Sign up for a premium package from Brandon and I at sportscapping.com or BetFirm.com. P- please subscribe to us on iTunes, and uh, good luck with all your uh, Sweet 16 and NBA bets this week, guys. Thanks for listening to the sportscapping.com podcast. For more free picks and predictions, be sure to visit us at sportscapping.com.